Good Saturday morning to everybody and welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Well, Rob, still on vacay. I'm jealous, but I hope you're having a great yes, time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just wrapping up here. I'll be back for next show. Don't worry, Gary. All right. I, 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 is it working? Are you recharging your batteries? Yeah, you know, always good to have a little bit of downtime, right? And uh, things are going well, and I'm enjoying myself. What can I say? What are you doing uh, the, with, with your family? I know you you got your family with you. What are some of the activities that you are uh, engaged in? Uh, boating, fishing, the the beaches, Ooh. of course, swimming. Um, then just you know, taking in the sights and sounds. There's so many great towns and little uh, quaint cities around here to take in, like. Just the local culture and the food and all that good stuff. So we're definitely uh, keeping busy. Have you been to uh, Ogunquit or Kennebunk or uh, any? Oh, yeah. So uh, Ogunquit's maybe only about 15 minutes from where I'm staying there in York. So, yeah, we were up there uh, last night for dinner. And, yeah, we're going to all those. Actually, this afternoon I'll be in uh, Kennebunk. Very nice. Very nice. And I'm I'm glad that you're able to spend some time with with your family. I hope they're having just as much of a great time as as you are. Oh yeah. You really do. I mean, this is where memories are made that you'll remember the rest of your life, you know, and I see a lot of other families here making memories, so it's you got to remember that stuff. You can't just keep working with no fun, and that's something that I Definitely am taking seriously a little bit more downtime as I, you know, move through my career. I used to not vacation as much, but when you love what you do, every day is a vacation, right? See, ain't that the truth? I'm, I'm in the same boat you're in, my friend. I, I love what there I do. And they say work hard, play harder, play harder. You know, listen, I, 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 if anything, I'm a victim of loving my job so much that I, I rarely take any time off. But you're an inspiration for me, and and. And I, I think I, I I think a vacay is in my is in my future here. <laughs> I recommend it, man. Definitely recommend it. You'll come back feeling like a new man. So you, last week you were talking to me about uh, all the lobsters that you were eating, and has that subsided a little bit? Uh, what are things like up yeah. in there right now? You know, you do, I mean, I, I always do that when I go somewhere and they have really good food, I'll eat that food for, you know, yeah. a couple of days and then get sick of it. So, yeah, moved on, you know, from the lobster to some other seafood and more just regular, you know, American food. Went to a Brazilian steakhouse in Ogunquit. That was really good. And, you know, there's just a lot of good food around here, even ethnic food like Thai and Chinese and all that. So we're definitely making the rounds. You know, before we get into the sh- uh, the topic of uh, this morning's show, you you gave us a little sample. I guess you would maybe you had just gotten to Maine at that point in time, and and um, of what the housing market is like up there. Have you learned anything new uh, since last week when we last chatted about it? I mean, we talked about how you know there's just they have an inventory issue as well. Are the are they asking prices for homes pretty comparable? to the asking prices in Connecticut? Oh, I mean, it depends where, because like in Connecticut, there's areas where a home could be 200000 Well, let's compare home in a different area could be, you know, a million. No, 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 so but let's compare would... tit for tat. Let's, 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 you know, same home, same type of neighborhood, same home. I mean, I would compare like the nice areas in Maine 
between, for example, Ogunquit and York and those nicer areas, I would say that market is probably the closest to Fairfield County okay. of any of them. You cannot compare it to like Hartford County or Holland or any of that because there's a lot of really high end homes in, in, you know, this county here. So I would tell you it's probably more competitive because there's less inventory up here overall from what I'm seeing. Oh. Um, but again, I'm not licensed in Maine, so I can't speak directly to it, only as a consumer or a home buyer like anybody else. But I see, you know, they're scarce for sale signs like everywhere. So they're not abundant. There's like, fewer you know, in Maine? There's fewer in Maine than Connecticut? Uh, it, I mean, I would say a similar, you okay. know, similar amount, maybe a few more uh, for sale signs in Connecticut than I see up here. But again, this is more of a vacation home, a seasonal market, right, right. whereas Connecticut's more of a year-round market. All right. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that you say that. Yeah, I would, I would, I would um, of course, people do live in Maine year-round, but you're right. There's a lot of people who live in the southern states and vacation up in, in Maine and or have a... Not just vacation like you're uh, vacationing in Maine, but have a actually have a summer home in Maine and right. all of New England for that matter. The Northeast is popular for uh, for our summer months. The snowbirds yep, are yep, here. definitely. There's no, uh, but I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're in Connecticut, Maine, Massachusetts, anywhere in between. The big, you know, the big elephant in the room right now, as you know, and we've just been, you know, really guiding all of our listeners through is this this higher rate scenario yeah. where people are getting that sticker shock on the interest rates. The interest rates generally from one state to another are not going to be different. Um, if they are, it's a very, very small amount of differentiation. So, you know, navigating these higher rates is, is an important topic. More importantly, what I wanted to dive into, Gary, because we did a show a few weeks ago about higher rates from a home buyer perspective. Mm -hmm. What I wanted to dive into today, because what we're seeing so much of is refinancing. And the minute I say refinancing with the rates high, <laughs> everybody just says, wait, that makes no sense. Right. Tune it out. Does No, no, no. Last I heard, Barry Habib said, I think there was 1.3 million refinances done in the last 12 months. So there's millions of people refinancing right now. What do they know that you don't? Why are they doing something that many people say doesn't make sense and is a bad financial move because it's not. And that's what I want to dive into is navigating the higher rates, specifically the smart tactics that homeowners can use to refinance in this crazy market that we're in right now. All right, then how does refinancing in a rising interest rate environment, how does that actually benefit a homeowner? Because I'm, I'm waiting for that answer. <laughs> I never heard of that. Yeah, well, because when you think of refinancing, generally, you're thinking of just lowering the rate. Like, you're just, okay, if my rate's five and the going rate's six, why am I going to refi? Right, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But you need to take a step back and you need to look at the big picture because lowering, or I should say it like this, the interest rate on your mortgage is only one factor in the mortgage. You may think it's the most important, but it's only one piece of the full equation. So if we look at the big picture, you'll see that there's other reasons to refinance besides just lowering the rate, specifically investment opportunities. A lot of people refinancing to buy other real estate, invest in businesses, uh, that sort of thing. Um, we got to look at your financial plan. When are you retiring? Does 
your home payoff plan and the timeline on your current mortgage makes sense for your retirement and your long-term planning? Is there somewhere that you could reposition some of your debt, like your credit cards or high-rate student loans or personal loans? Like, is there somewhere we could move those around to make it more manageable or actually save you money? And then the last thing I'll mention is, that the inflation rate is directly correlated with the interest rates. So while right now we're seeing inflation go up, we're seeing interest rates go up, inflation doesn't go up forever and interest rates don't go up forever. So we also need to look at the current market and the current situation we're in as a moment in time and understand that the mortgage you get today probably won't be the mortgage you'll have 10 years from now. So when we look at all those little pieces of this puzzle, you can see – Maybe there's more to it than just looking at the rate being a little bit higher, right? Well, the Biden administration is saying that uh, inflation rate is inflation is going down and, and the economy is getting stronger. Uh, well, if you've shopped at a grocery store lately or gone to a gas station or anywhere, I'm I just think saying. the average American would say we're not really seeing a big inflation go down right now. Um, yeah, the data just came out, you know, the most recent inflation data that came out several weeks back did show that inflation was finally going down and mortgage rates had a nice little run there where we saw the rates go down by like between an eighth and a quarter within just a few days. But now they're settling back into that range and it's like inflation's down, but it needs to keep going down for mortgage rates to keep going down. So it's all about when does it end up in the consumer's pocket and when we see the interest rates follow inflation, and it may take quite a bit of time, but ultimately that's when it'll help is when you can get that lower rate because of the inflation coming down. And I think we're hopefully, fingers crossed, we're at that pivot point where we can start seeing rates go down from here, you know, long term. That's really what we're looking for, and I know that's what we're all praying for right now. So can refinancing to a higher rate truly be part of a smart financial plan? I Wow. So it can if you do it the right way. So I'm specifically talking about understanding debt consolidation. Um, that's huge because if the mortgage rates are at 7 or 8%, what's your credit card at? What's your student loan at? What's your personal loan at? And experience tells me those debts are probably at a much higher rate than whatever the mortgage is. So it's all relative. So you got to look at that. Again, moving the pieces around of your debt puzzle and coming out with a better outcome. And the mortgage can be a part of that. Um, also accelerating the mortgage, paying off your home early. If you only have two or three years to pay off your home, who cares what the rate is? Right. And that's a big thing, too. What if you can consolidate debt into a higher rate and save thousands of dollars a month that you can then put onto your mortgage principal and pay your house off a lot quicker? That's an advanced strategy I've been using for decades with my clients. I've helped dozens of people pay their home to zero using it. And it's really just combining a debt consolidation refi with a prepayment strategy. So taking the money you save from the refi Mm -hmm. and putting it onto the home principal to pay it off early. Then again, it doesn't matter what the rate is. It's what the time is. Interest rates only one variable. But if I told you I only had a year to pay on my house, if I, and then the rate's ten percent, well, who cares? I got a year to pay off my house, right? Mm-hmm. Time is the piece, Gary, that a lot of people don't look at with a mortgage. But time is the piece where the bank makes all their money. So the more you can accelerate the time, the better it's going to be. 
also adjustable rates. Believe it or not, people still have adjustable rates. In a higher rate environment, you don't want to be sitting with an adjustable rate. That's a bad financial move. Even if your rate's at 3 or 4%, what about when it goes to 7 or 8 or 9 or, or higher? So you want to get into a fixed rate mm. to reduce your risk, uh, especially if you're getting on in the years, you know, your, uh, your retirement and whatnot. And the last one I'll say for refinancing for a higher rate to make sense is PMI elimination, getting rid of that mortgage insurance. Yeah. And then also resetting your mortgage. If you're, you know, 15 years into a 30-year mortgage and you reset it back to 30 years or even 20 years, even though the rates may go up, your payment may actually go down. Well, sure, because you're spreading it out more. Yeah. Right. But what if you're a retiree that can't work anymore and you need that lower payment? Is that a bad financial move? Or is that part of a smart financial plan? Because now you can live with dignity in your retirement. So that's a a personal question, but it's something that a lot of retirees are considering right now because of the fact that inflation has had an issue in, in society right now, and a lot of people are having problems. So don't listen to the media. Don't listen to the news. Get your own personal advice from qualified people that know what they're doing and make your own educated decision. So how can how how can a homeowner refinance in a higher rate environment and also maximize long-term savings then? Okay, so two there's really two strategies we'll talk about. I just touched on one of them which was using a debt consolidation refinancing strategy combined with a mortgage acceleration strategy. So the long and short of it is when you do a debt consolidation refinance, the whole point is to free up a lot of cash flow on a monthly basis. Generally, that's how it works. Most homeowners can save anywhere from 500 to 1,500 per month. It's a lot of money. Uh, Some save even more. But if you actually think about what is going on with that money, So that money that you're saving, where is it going? Is it going in the savings account? Is it going to buy something else? Is it going to do something else? The idea is take that money, recapture it, put it on the mortgage principal. Pay your house off early. Okay? So that's a very common strategy where you could take a higher rate and have less years and save a lot of money. Not only monthly payment potentially, but also interest savings, even with a higher rate. So that's number one. The second strategy is something that we've talked about on some other shows. I call it the two-step refinance or the two-step refi strategy. So step one is we need to solve whatever financial problem came up. A lot of people, they get worked up about the higher rate and the fees and all this. The, The whole thing is that you've got a problem, a financial problem that needs to be solved. So we need to look for the quickest and easiest way to solve that problem. Okay. Then the second step is where the long-term planning comes in, because ultimately what happens is in step one, we boost your credit, we recalibrate all your finances, and then in step two, we do the long-term refinance, the conventional loan, the lower interest rate, the PMI removal, all of that. It can take anywhere from one to three years or even a few longer than that, but generally this is like a one to two year timeline that I see where someone will have like lower credit, will do a cash out refi, recalibrate all their finances, and then they get into a position where they can move forward with everything a year or two later. Then we do another refinance and put them in that long-term loan with an even lower payment 
and really set them up for long-term success. So you notice these are all timing strategies and planning strategies. The interest rate is really the most minor piece of this entire puzzle. Rob, give me a few examples then of people who have refinanced and raised their mortgage rate but still saved money over the long term. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one that just comes to mind because I worked with them recently is a family up in in Enfield, not too far from uh, Bloomfield. And she retired, the wife had retired, and then the husband retired a year later. So they were on retirement income, and they were trying to still live like they did when they were both working. So they got into about $50,000 in credit card debt. And what we did was they had a low mortgage. It was around three and a half percent. Believe it or not, their rate went from three and a half up to seven percent. So basically a doubled interest rate. But we consolidated over fifty thousand in credit card debt and their total monthly savings was one thousand two hundred and fifty three dollars per month. (laughs) For somebody on retired fixed income. That's a godsend because they thought they were going to have to get out of retirement, actually go back to work. Now they don't need to do that. The second example I'll give is a client from Worcester, Mass. I worked with just a month or two back. Their rate went up more than double, went from 2.875 to 6.625, okay? Substantial increase, consolidated all the debt, got cash out for home improvements. Payment went down by $500 a month, okay? So even though his rate substantially went up, he was able to handle all these financial challenges and his payment went down. And this is a gentleman that I've been talking to for several years about refinancing because he had filed a bankruptcy years back and he wasn't eligible for a lot of the loans. So we had been keeping in touch. So as soon as his bankruptcy was seasoned enough that we could get him a refi done, we were able to lock and load and get this, you know, accomplished quickly for him. It's all part of that plan. We had been literally laying the groundwork for this refi for the last year and it was finally the right time and we were able to just get it done. So hopefully that gives you some motivation folks you are listening to mortgage matters radio show in the connecticut real estate edge podcast along with rob weinberg i'm gary byron you can of course reach rob very easily at 860-413-3938 and on the world wide web at robgw.com that's robgw.com i will repeat both of those i will re i will tell you his email address more towards the end of the show what about um remember HELOC what about a HELOC um versus let's say uh, uh, an outright cash out refi uh in an economy yeah. where interest rates are just increasing really common right now where people are like forget the refi i just want the HELOC i don't want yeah. to touch my mortgage i get it like it it sounds cool it seems simple but you really got to be careful with HELOCs because you could be caught off guard you could be caught off guard in a big way with a HELOC because the interest, interest rate, rate is, is a variable, variable rate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as these rates go up, the HELOCs go up. I have a HELOC of one of my properties. A couple of years ago, the rate was 2.8. I looked the other day, it's eight and a quarter. Okay. So if you're going to take a HELOC, you got to be ready for that. And uh, most people are not ready for that because it's a huge increase in payment. Now with a cash out refi, I think it's a better idea for long-term protection 
because if rates do keep going up, worst case, you're protected. But if they go down in the future, you can obviously take advantage of a refi. Where I think HELOC has the advantage, Gary, is very small amounts or if you just need emergency funds. So, like, if you're someone that needs less than $50,000, then a HELOC might be a better option for you. Or if you're somebody that needs money, but you don't know when you're going to need it, you just want to have, like, a rainy day fund set up. You just want to have, you know, something in place that you could access if you need it. That's where the HELOC comes into play because you can have it sitting there like I do on a property with a zero balance. So even if the rate goes to 10 12% or more, you're protected because you have a zero balance on it. Where you get into trouble is when you keep a balance and you see the payment go from 200 to 400 to 800 in the course of a year or less, and it can really cause financial disaster, especially for people that are on a tight budget or fixed income. I'm curious of what your opinion is on the direction of mortgage rates, let's say, over the next oh year, two years. Yeah, you know, I'll say if I knew, obviously I wouldn't be on this uh, show right now. I'd be sitting on the beach as we speak making money, right? But I would like to talk about, yes, again, my, my opinion of where I think it'll go. I think even though we're seeing inflation come down, the data, we still have confirmation needed. So I think we could still see the next few months these interest rates in this higher range, you know, the seven, seven and a quarter to seven and a half range. But I do think really we'll see some big gains made when it comes to rates coming down in 2024 and 2025. Because I think by that point, all this rate increase stuff will have trickled through the economy. We'll have that lower inflation number on all the different statistics they're looking at. And hopefully we'll be getting close to the Fed uh, 2% mandated inflation that they're looking for. Um, but you got to realize, if you're a homeowner or a home buyer and you're waiting for rates to come down, you're waiting for the wrong thing because everybody else is doing that. So there's going to be a huge influx of people both buying homes and refinancing when we see the rates come down. I think the sweet spot is going to be when the rates come down around 5 5.5%. There's going to be just a huge whirlwind of people that are going to get in the market. They've been waiting for that. So I think it's going to cause home prices to go even higher. And, hey, if you're someone refinancing, that may be a good time to uh, tap some of that equity because you'll be able to get more when the home prices are higher versus when they're lower. So definitely something to keep in mind for your future uh, refinancing and just financial no, needs that's down the a, line. That's a great point. So what about some ideas for home buyers who are purchasing homes right now, and then, but they're thinking that they missed the boat on the lower interest rates? Yeah, so I know a lot of homeowners are also looking at home buying as well, and like they feel stuck because they're locked into this rate, and they're wondering, like, hey, what am I going to do, or when can I move, when is the rate going to go down? I would say don't try to time it because anyone that tries to time the housing market typically does get burned. Just get the lowest rate you can get right now without getting overloaded with a lot of points and fees on the front end, knowing that you're going to have a refi opportunity in the next like one to three, maybe five years on the high end. And when you do that refi, you're going to be able to lower the rate, get rid of the PMI and, and drop the payment. So it's really going to give you a good scenario, but you've got to get the house now. You only buy the house once. Right. You can get the mortgage multiple times, but the house you only buy once. So keep an eye on home values. Keep an eye on rates. Make sure you're doing a six-month review on your home value and mortgage option while you're in the house 
so that we can strike while the iron's hot, right? And we can have you getting out of one house and into another at the right time. Or maybe it's buying an investment property and expanding your portfolio. You've got a lot of people doing that right now, but it's all a matter of where does it fit in for you and, you know, understanding the longevity of real estate. It's not just a one-time thing. This is a long-term investment and a long-term financial goal. If you're going to be buying and selling property within a couple of years, it's probably a bad move. You want to look at a home especially a primary home, as a minimum five- to seven-year commitment. And in that case, you have plenty of runway to make these financial goals happen. All right. uh, Last question. Actually, I'm just kind of looking for some some tools or suggestions that – you know, people can start using right away in order to, you know, save them the the most amount of money over time on on their mortgage and, and even some other debts that they may want to roll into. Yeah. So, I mean, I know as a homeowner, you kind of feel out on an island, like, where am I going to get this info and all that? So I definitely have some resources to uh, bring to everyone's attention. I would say the first resource, we've talked about it on shows a while back. I use it with all my clients. It's called HomeBot. Uh, It's an AI tool, an artificial intelligence tool that looks at home values. It looks at interest rates. It's got a lot of really, really cool features. I would tell anyone that's not already subscribed to HomeBot, it's a free tool that I give my clients for free. It's not free for me, but it's free for you. Um, To all of our listeners, just as a token of appreciation, if you are interested in a HomeBot subscription free of charge, for the first five people that email me with their name, email, and address, I'll get you into my HomeBot system. Just send an email over to mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. Again, mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. Name, email address, and home physical address, and I'll get you into the HomeBot system. That'll track your home value and all that stuff. The next thing is going to be the wealth team meetings. You've got a wealth team. If you don't, you should. We need to be meeting a minimum of one to two times a year to make sure that we're striking while the iron's hot, that we're taking advantage of the financial opportunities with your mortgage, your equity, your housing, et cetera. And the last thing is going to be the annual mortgage and personal financial review. This is the cornerstone of my mortgage practice. Every one of my clients gets it. It's free of charge. If you're not my client, find your mortgage advisor, get it from them. But if you don't have one, reach out to me, Gary, you'll give you the contact and I'm happy to take you on and let's see what we can do together. That's excellent. Great answer. Uh, Speaking of points of contact, uh, let me go over a few things. Folks, uh, Rob is very easy to reach. I'm going to give you his phone number first um, and write it down. I'll try to say it slow for you. 860-413-3938. All right, I'll say it again. Write it down. 860-413-3938. Rob just mentioned an email address as well. Um, and if you've got a question, not only for that purpose, that's that's a heck of an offer because it's not too many things in life are free. Uh, but if you've got a question maybe for this very uh, show, I would love to get it answered right on these very airwaves as soon as next weekend. So simply email your question to mortgage matters radio show at gmail.com. And as far as, uh, getting more information on this topic that we've discussed this morning or any of the other topics that we discuss on this particular on this show, uh, simply head on over to Rob's website. Very easy to do. It's www.robgw.com. Again, it's robgw.com. Great stuff this morning. Hey, listen, enjoy the rest of your vacation, Rob. 
and we'll get you back in the studio uh, next weekend. And, and thanks for even thinking of doing the show while you're away. Not many people would, would even do that. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. Until next Saturday morning, have a good one, everybody. So long.